Welcome to Designing Hollywood. And today we have the most wonderful, wonderful, brilliant, talented Michelle Clapton. I'm so excited to sit here with you. I want to know everything. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Yes. Lovely to meet you. And where are you <laughs> right now? Where are we? Um, I'm in London, in the UK, in my little house here, which my builders are still working on. Oh, you're um, And I'm filming the Nevers at the moment. We just started refilming again, so it's a very different world of filming at the moment. So where are you strange. set up? To Where is your um, workroom while you're filming? It's in, it's in West London. Um, it's actually just a building that they the HBO have hired for a number of years so we're just working out of this building which um is great because it means we're separate from all the other films um and so it's yeah it's a big procedure to get into the workspace every day with temperature testing and oh, well, yeah. walls and, but it's it makes us feel safe so it's a good how thing how are you managing like on the set what you bring the the clothing they they get dressed themselves and we haven't started filming yet. We've gone back. We've just come out of hiatus, okay. and so we're just prepping again. We film in September. So I think that's when it will be really difficult, and it's going to be a much, much slower process. Oh, boy. I, I know. What are we looking at? This has been so crazy. So I know. Crazy. But we're back at grateful for, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's just learning a new way of being, I guess. You were doing another project at the same time that you're doing this at this moment? Oh, no, I'm just working on the Nevers at the moment, yeah. I was supposed to finish in April, and I'm still here. So, What is your, ba what is your background? Where did you start, actually? Were you... Um, I, just, I started, actually, in fashion years ago. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that costume design existed. Wow. I came from a like, little village in the middle of nowhere. and I mean, I, goodness knows how I found fashion. I think it was through my career advisor. Really? And so I... Yeah, doing. I did pattern cutting and textiles and and um, oh, I don't know things like that to start with. Quite, I, I found that really helpful. I'm really glad I did. And then I went to London College of Fashion after that. And um, and it was, I did. I actually did two London seasons. Although I did work at the Institute of Contemporary Art, and I used to put choreographers with with fashion designers because I liked the idea of. But it was called performing clothes, ironically. How interesting. And, uh, That's very interesting. I like that. Yeah. I, I sort of really enjoyed doing that. And slowly, I think over the years, I didn't really start cost, costume design until probably my late 30s. I just, I had a child. You know, we all know that costume design takes us away from our families quite a lot. So um, I styled for many years. I styled lots of bands, um, commercials whatever and then slowly I sort of found out more about costume design and and I just loved the storytelling I loved the fact that you didn't have to sell your clothes after you designed them you were commissioned to make them it was such a joy and uh and yeah and slowly as my daughter grew up I mean she, when she was sort of 15 16 I, I could leave more and I I I mean my first film I think shop eight weeks I just thought it was a the longest ever. I mean, how could how could someone work that long? And now, now I do jobs that are ten months, right, and it's really? like yeah. eight, so simple. But um, so yeah, I had a strange journey into it, and I didn't ever assist, which I sort of regret in a way because I've always had to discover everything by making mistakes, really. Um, but but yeah, I love the background of cutting. I'm really, I think that's really useful to understand how garments are made because I think you can have the conversations you need to have with your workroom because of that. And yes, that's why I love making. That's the other thing. And, that's you have to be very knowledgeable in how to put the pieces together and what. Yeah. Oh my God. So you have to be a technician as well. You really do. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Obviously, you don't have to be as not as skilled well, as the people yeah. you employ to do that. But to have the language, mm -hmm. I think, is important for me anyway because I enjoy making. I enjoy having a workroom. And I don't, unless you understand a workroom, I don't think you get the best out of it. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I've always loved to have my own, if it were possible, on a project. Always. Yeah. But um, it, it's remarkable what you produce out of wherever you're working. I mean, the, how, I mean, how often is it that you have to fill their wardrobe? I mean, do they each have 
a certain kind of closet that you can go to and add to? Um, I mean, on any project, I try and do that. I try and find the character and then obviously speak with the actor and discuss the character. And then rather than having a costume for each scene, I like to create a wardrobe that, of course, you designate certain costumes, but there's room to maneuver that you don't go, oh, it's, you know, this scene that you're wearing this. It's like, well, look, I think in this scene it would be great. And then on the day you go, actually, you know what, the time, let's, let's, I like that idea that you go into a closet so that it's really, there's a room for movement. And as long as I like everything in there and I actually have my plot as to where I'm trying to take the character, I always think there's a little bit of space within that. I think being too rigid is, is, it's not, I don't know. I, I like it develop. Things develop, and I think you should have a freedom to do that, really. I think that you've created interesting, like the closet, the idea of a closet for them, because you've come out of the garment center, whatever that is. You are part of that, and you will have an understanding. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't have that kind of understanding of how to put something mm-hmm. together and uh, actually maneuver and engineer and create that helpful world that this uh, character will live in. And it's amazing Mm. what we go through. And uh, it just, to see the amount of work that we put in to give that character a life. And Mm. it's so rewarding, though, especially this show. Your show, is it's so unique. I mean, I, I could, I know you've done so many other beautiful, wonderful projects, actually. But, of course, this is your standout. You can't help it. Nobody can get away from Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. <laughs> you Well, in a funny it was. I mean, it was a fantastic break for me, really. I mean, I'd, I'd obviously designed things before, but I just, I always got frustrated because I didn't really feel that I could ever give what I, had, I knew I had in my head. So when I finally got Game of Thrones, well, that was terrifying to start with. And we made a pilot, which was, frankly, awful, and a lot of people got sacked, and I I stayed, and and then the next year we started the series. It was amazing that HBO gave us a chance, really, to have a, almost have a play and see, is this going to work? I think they also wanted to have that, is this going to work? And I think it very nearly didn't, but doing that pilot gave me a little bit of confidence about, okay, this is how it can work, and the fact that they they continue to employ me, obviously, I did something right, and... um, and then, remember, the first two seasons were terrifying because it's such an enormous story. And, you know, there's a tendency to jump in and go, okay, and over-design it. It's like, no, don't over-design it. Just be very simple about it. Research, like, why someone is wearing something. And that became the backbone of the whole story, really. It's like no one wore anything just because it was a pretty colour or it or whatever. It was rooted in, in the character and the place. And that way, it was actually almost, it became easy to develop different looks because nothing was arbitrary. It was there for a reason. And um, and I think, you know, back then, what, 10 years ago, whatever it is when we started, there were, there were some big TV shows, I mean, Mad Men, etc., which were fantastic. But this whole sort of fantasy thing hadn't really had a place. And so I just felt it was really important to treat it seriously. You know, television, I don't think, was often treated as seriously as, say, film. And it's like, this is a chance to tell an incredible story in incredible detail. And TVs aren't these little things in the corners anymore. They're the size of walls, and we have high def. So you can't use a cardboard tube and some gold paint to make a crown. You've got to make a proper... Yes. And, um, And so that, I think that was this sort of ethos behind it, do it properly, make everything as well as we could with great artisans. And we were fortunate that, you know, HBO gave us not an endless budget, of course, none of us have that, but they gave us a budget which was enough to to start that process. Right. And every year we built on it and built on it. And now there's a huge warehouse of costumes in in Belfast and they're about, they're building an hour proper uh, sort of a, a, rest, a permanent rest of sorry a permanent center to it to show the principal costumes on a sort of i guess there's so many of them they'll keep rotating it but there will be a place where they're all housed um so 
It's great. They're like my children. I, you know, they've got a I, special I, home. I totally understand. And you, you deal with it. You just, I, I like when you did, you did the pilot, didn't you as well? Yeah. How, yeah. how did you, I mean, it grew into something. It's just so enormous. And so, I mean, the characters, the amount of characters and their backgrounds and their problems and their love interests and their secrets. It's fabulous. I mean, it's, you created a world. Yeah, and I think that that's what was such great fun, you know, with Gemma Jackson, the production designer, we and David and Dan, of course, we we wanted to create a completely believable world. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I don't particularly like the sex scenes, although it was a, it was an easier day for us when they don't wear any clothes, I guess. But, <laughs> um, right. And sometimes I wanted it to be a bit more theatrical, and and they didn't, and so we had to find our way. I mean, I would say on ninety nine percent of the time we agreed. There was always the 1% when I wanted to do something and David and Dan wanted to do something else. And I think probably 80% of the time they got their way, maybe 20% of the time I got mine. <laughs> well, 20% is fine. Okay. It was whether someone wore a hat or not. You know, I love hats. They don't like hats. You know, yeah. There were things like that. It was, it was a hat I'm thing. A hat I wanted to do well. I get that. <laughs> I love so I was so cross when they wouldn't let me put hats on sometimes. Oh. But um, yeah. but I want we so how when you well you were immersed in Game of Thrones. You went off and did what else? You did did you do Mamma Mia? Yeah, I mean in the early seasons of Game of Thrones, um, I think we shot for about six to eight months. Usually I would then go and do a film in, in the downtime. But then on the I think I left on the sixth, the end of the sixth. I left to go and do the Crown. And um, and I was working on that when Game of Thrones asked me to go back, and so I ended up doing the last two seasons, so two episodes of six. So I remember I was in Africa um, filming The Crown, and I got a call saying, "Please, would you come back and design these outfits and Cersei's crown?" So I I remember asking the producer on Crown, "Look, can I do this?" And he went, "Don't ask me, because if you ask me, I have to say no. But if I don't know, it doesn't matter." That's so. I sat who is there. that person? I. <laughs> I'm not going to say. I love him. <laughs> or her. <laughs> They're drawing these lions for her crown. And then someone came and said, what are you doing? I went, drawing wildlife. <laughs> so I was sort of trying to design wherever I could. And then I got, when, when we were filming in South Africa, then we went back to London. And I just got a, a separate team to just pull those costumes together. And then after that, I think seven during season seven and eight, I, I shot... Mamma Mia simultaneously and Secret Garden, which is about oh, yeah. to come out. And um, and something else, I can't remember something else I did as well. But because Game of Thrones was so set up and because the team, it was a team that had been pretty much there throughout, it, as I said, I think I explained, it's pure design. So I can, I can design wherever I am. And then they would send me bundles of samples and I would go over once a week to look at, a, to do fittings and to make sure I was happy with the direction and everything. So, and with great assistance, it made it possible. And then I had a completely different team on Mamma Mia. Oh, I um, could imagine well, it was so different. But the And I enjoy it. I really enjoy doing that. I love that sort of... You like creating. I, you, exactly. I like creating. It's a beautiful thing because we yeah. can create that character. We watch it, you know, yeah. develop. And that's, you know, with my young films, I just love creating and getting that character away from who they really are, but get into the work of exactly. that character. And it's so rewarding. But the amount, hate, look at this, Mamma Mia. Do you see your poster? Oh, my God. Yeah, I just saw it. Yeah. It was fun. Mamma Mia was hard work. It looks like great fun. And obviously there are moments when you just, I mean, it's hysterically funny and great. But there are other times, I mean, it's really hard, especially with the dance. You have a large cast. Look at the size of that. And all the dancing, you know, dancers are very particular and have to be for what they need to do. And so there's, a, and then doubles and blah. It was, and it was on an island, which was about six, no, maybe four, five hours on a really slow boat to get to Were the mainland in Greece, of Croatia. Actually, or? No, it was Croatia, Croatia. Oh, okay, Croatia. So it was, it was a real pain to get to and from this island. And I had to go back and forth about three times. And it was it was so difficult. <laughs> that was traveling on that was really hard. 
but um, it it was joyous. And I mean, the, the scene with Cher and, and all the guys was so fun. And, uh, you know, you pinch yourself sometimes. You're sat there watching a performance from Cher. And it am was I just... Having, you know, am I really here? Yeah. It was fantastic, you know, front row seats. It was really cool. So um, it was fun. It was something different. I just felt like doing something Well, the talent different. that you saw, I mean, they sing, they dance. They, they're so interesting. I, I mean, it's exciting. It's a big, it's far removed from Game of Thrones. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, I knew I wouldn't get the costume bubbled up, that's for sure. <laughs> but, you know, you, you usually get very large casts in everything you do. You give her, she can handle it, give her more. <laughs> she could do it. It's fun. If I look at it, it completely terrifies me as a whole, but I never try, I don't, I try not to look at the whole. I read the script and then I sort of break it down. And and someone told me, like, it's a really good advice from someone, that don't use all your good ideas in the first series, or the first, oh. yeah. And it's true because, so, and I think on a film, because you've got a certain length of time. You tend to throw everything in that amount of yeah. time. But what, maybe an hour or two hours. But when you're doing 10 hours per season, and the storytelling, it takes on a different a different way. It's much slower. There's, there's a different rhythm to it. So you have time to sort of slow it down and to really think about what each, each costume is made up of. And you have time for the... I think the viewer to explore that costume in a way that you don't get on film so much because it's a much faster pace mm -hmm. that you're watching yeah. it. Um, but, but then the filming is much faster on TV. You know, you have to turn it around yeah. much more quickly. It's amazing um, because, and the fabrics, where do you get all of the, those incredible fabrics? Are you over dyeing a million things to create yeah. that texture and that, you know, yeah, we always say that nothing ever arrives in the Game of Thrones workshop without ha it having been dyed, it's reversed, it's been bad, it's, something's happened to it. You never have just a fabric that arrives that you work with. Um, I'm not sure that's always true, but it was pretty much the, the case. And we printed lots of pieces ourselves. We had a really great work dye room and um, sort of breakdown area. And um, actually, the university in Belfast helped us a lot in the early days that's with great. a lot of the. Yeah. Um, and it was great because we could encourage their students because they had a fashion costume course or a fashion course there which we could bring people in and it was really great for them because before Game of Thrones there wasn't really much there and they would finish college and have to go to London and that would be quite hard to break into whereas this was a great this. way to find their way in and we found we we sort of we really did I think sort of create so many crew there great makers great dyers we we I think created an industry and now obviously it's a, it's one of it's a it's a place that's known to go and film and they can support it with their own and so people don't have to go from London they actually have a lot of people there ready you know to to create wonderful things and Belfast is a wonderful city it's um it's a great I've never place been to go to and Belfast, work yeah I, it's wonderful it, you know when I first got there I was quite I was not terrified I just thought do I really want to be here? But towards the end, I actually, I really loved it. It grew and it's an amazing place. You can be at the beach within, I don't know, 10 minutes from the center of the city. Oh, that, yeah. Probably the weather, the weather's rubbish, but other than that, it's great. Put your hands up for a second. I want to see those rings. Oh my, my God. <laughs> they, I, I just got it from work. I always wear them. I mean, they clank a bit, but I feel naked without them. Do you, did you got, create those rings? No, a really dear friend of mine who made a lot of pieces for Game of Thrones created these two. Gloria Carl, she's a sculptress. And then these I've found. They're just things I've had for ages. They're incredible. Wow. I want to take you back now. How did you get involved, in, even in uh, costume design? What schools do, were you schooled for fashion? Well, as I said, I, I, I studied fashion. I have to say, though, I was always pretty theatrical when I was at college um, doing fashion. My piece, I think my final show was this huge dress with a sort of transparent front, which was heavily embroidered. I think I broke every machine in the college. <laughs> I had this huge puffy hat. Um, and so I was always a bit out there in my, in my designs. And also I was a, you know, I was a, what do they call new romantic? So I wore lots of sort of crazy clothes, and and so I, 
yeah, I, I sort of, I did fashion because, as I say, I didn't know about costume design. And I used the costume houses, but somehow I had no idea how to get into it. And it was only finally, well, I, I did fashion and then I, I really hated it. I really didn't like the business yeah, of the it. Business I, of it, of course. Yeah. Dollars yeah. And, and mean, and you know, people didn't want to pay, and it was horrible. So, I I had my daughter, and then I decided to start styling. And my first stylist job, I was very lucky. I, a guy came to my, a photographer came to my studio because it looked crazy and was full of stuff, and he wanted to use it as a, a backdrop for one of his artists. And and then he said, "What are you doing? Why? What are you doing?" I said, I'm just drawing and making stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. He said, come and style for me. And the first person he asked me to style was Enya. And so oh, I the remember first... Enya. Oh, God. Yeah, same way. Yeah. And so it, it went to number one. And so then I had it. That was my start of my career, you know, styling bands and videos and whatever. So I did George Michael, Annie Lennox. God, I mean, anyone oh, my God. Think of That's I... incredible. I love that period. Enya. That period was really something. That's no longer... When... Because it was like little, I designed their videos, so they were like little sketchbook ideas. So, you, you know, one week you go, okay, it's a, it's an Edwardian club, and Anna's going to be on a swing, and she's swinging, so she needs to call. So you'd make all this stuff and put it together with my little assistant in my studio, drive to the location with it all in my car, then dress them, you know. It was manic work. But I think it, it, it was a great sort of background to have, like, how to solve problems quickly and how to create something. You know, we want a six-meter crinoline okay and we would just make <laughs> yeah. it so it's it was that was great and then I started moving in more into commercials and then slowly I think it was a, um, a director friend of mine said that he was going to design a director piece um for the tv which was a piece on Schubert and would I design a costume so I went, yeah okay and and so I did and that was my first film but I made almost every costume because I didn't know how to get someone to make them you did it, I, it was, yourself Oh my God! I've yeah. done that as well. I, oh boy! Yeah, yeah. You're into it. There's no doubt. This is your Just, life. <laughs> exactly. So that was quite fun. And then, and then I didn't know what a call sheet was. I didn't know how to make head or tail of this call sheet. And luckily, I had a good supervisor who helped me through that. And I think it was two or three jobs before I understood it. But even then, I was only doing maybe one small film a year, and I'd go two years without doing it because I wasn't quite sure. If I wanted to be away from home, yeah. like it did take me away from my partner and my daughter. So it was a sort of, was very tentative to start mm -hmm. with. And then I think, I think really from Game of Thrones onwards, I, I sort of, well, I had to commit, you know, that's, and then that's pretty much what I do now. I, you know, I work. <laughs> You're doing, um, uh, it's amazing what you do. And I'm sure you have a devoted crew working with you. How, that's... We can't do anything without those people, without them no. to be no. there for us and help and understand where we're going, you know, what we what we want to create and what we want to yeah. deliver. You know, I it, how do you deal with the actors? You have basic, they just understand where you're going with things or do you have, do you have a problem presenting to them where you're going to take them and the, their costume journey? No, I mean, I think over the years I've, I've learned how how I want to deal with, with actors. And obviously every actor is different, but I always, on my first, I will try, obviously always research the character and read the script and, and come with ideas and mood boards and sometimes drawings and fabrics, but I try not to overwhelm them. And it will always be a meeting initially, which I may take measurements on, but I will take measurements on. It's a discussion and I'll... I'll say, look, I have some ideas, but you have maybe have some ideas. So let's have a discussion about it. And and slowly, I think that often works because most of them d don't want to be bombarded, but they, they want, they're looking for a way in. Or they have a way in, which might not be your the way you want to go. But you don't, I don't say straight away, that's not what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I try and go where I want to go. And then, and usually there's something that they can link on to and then I, then it becomes a dialogue to an extent mm. most actors some like had one wonderful actor I would say who came in and said I have a lot of ideas about what I want for my character I went that's great I said I have a few too and he went you tell me yours first went, oh god okay so I told him went yours are better than mine <laughs> <laughs> 
So I never got to know what his ideas were, which was really because he he loved yours. <laughs> That's who yeah. is that? That's oh. someone to remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say because he probably I don't know, but it was funny. It was on Game of Thrones. It was very funny. And then some people, you know, some people, some actors invest so much in the costume. It's how they find the characters, and others are less bothered by it. I mean, they want to feel okay, but they don't invest so much in it. They find the character a different way. Yeah. So it's. We have, I think, costume designers have, this is my, that's my favorite time. You know, I've met with the director. We have a sense of where we're going. And then I start meeting with the actors. And that's my time with the actor. And we, it's really important to form a bond of some yeah. sort. You don't always like your actor. They don't always like you. But you have to find a way that you have this relationship and that they trust you and and it's sort of, and if things start going away, that the director will does, and you know, the director doesn't. Well, we froze. In that, I try and guide it back, and then sort of get it back on track. But it's, I love that time, and then I get so sometimes sad when we start filming because I actually lose that relationship with yeah. the actor quite often. They're into the character because they're gone now. It, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I get quite mournful of that. Sometimes I'm quite happy if they're not very nice, but on the whole, I get quite upset that I've lost, I've sort of lost them. And now, of course, you have to, you want to really, you want them to almost forget you and just wear the costumes and be on set and be the character. You don't want them, if they're coming back to you all the time, it's usually because there's an issue, which you don't, obviously don't want. Um, and then when they're so, gone, yeah, you miss them. <laughs> They're, yeah, they're like off say, to some do of... whatever they do. And, uh, yeah, are you going to forget me? No, please. Um, and sometimes you go, please forget me. I don't want to see you again. <laughs> well, that too, of course, yeah. Well, yeah. Really but want... when you deal they're... with what you're dealing with, there's, a, you know, the, the compromises aren't, you don't have to compromise so much, especially Game of Thrones for that period. How did they know that didn't exist, what your drawing or what your embroidery is? Come on. They don't know. You're create. you know what you've done? The most amazing thing, because you created a world. Uh, seriously, mm. a world. Mm. These people, the way they look, the outfits, and what you, how you describe your embroideries, and you put little stories in that have to do with character. That that's amazing. I was almost gonna curse. Forget it. No, I say that is amazing. It's such fun. That that's the thing, you know, I loved it was just thinking, well what if you're a Stark and you live in the far north and it's cold and miserable and dark, what what A what are you gonna wear? Well you're gonna wear wools and because they're a sheep yeah. and the colours are gonna come from natural dyes. So what I tried to find what trees are there? And I found a tree that made this lovely blue dye and actually straight arrow. It was a hardwood. It made straight arrows. So that made sense. And then, you know, the collars were developed because the workers in the fields, we made these high collars to protect them from the wind, which I found reference to in Russia somewhere. Um, and, And so everything was balanced. And because it was a very equal society, we made the, those high families made the collars and embroidered them as a sort of, I suppose, an homage to the workers in the fields. It was just, and I think once you start thinking of a story like this, it it enables you to explore the areas and the designs and the looks of the people because it it makes, as I say, it makes sense. And it's not, you know, it's not on a trade route, so they're not going to have a lot of variety. They're not going to wear metal jewellery particularly because it will be cold next to their skin. So then embroidery becomes a way of expressing wealth and it's you know, it's just it's all that and so then I try and carry that through to anything I do yeah. really is think it's think behind the script think about and look at the look at the architecture look at what the production design is doing because that's always so telling yeah. they've been on the project long so you look at their influences because that will help obviously the people I have I have to create the costumes for the people who inhabit those spaces yes. so it has to make so it's just the sort of, yeah, it's, I love it. I really do I, love I'm the storytelling. I'm so thrilled that you are so up about your work. My granddaughter, mm-hmm. Madison, is a very big fan of yours. She adores yes. you. She adores the show. She <laughs> just thinks that your costumes are 
completely outrageously fabulous. I can't another <laughs> I can't say anything more. And she's fabulous <laughs> and she loves you so much. And Thank you very much. She's <laughs> almost I'd say one of your number one fans. That's all <laughs> uh, honestly. You know. It's nice to meet people actually. I do so I've been to a couple of comic cons and things and it's great. It's so lovely to see people who have created you know, recreated your costumes, and some of them are fabulous. I have to say, they're so well realized. It's so true. Um, it, it, it it's, it's yeah. quite it's quite something, you know. But working, what you don't have a Marvel comic book to look at. You are on yeah. a different trip completely. It's it's yeah. something else. I mean, I I respect and love all sorts of design, any design actually for whatever. But the psychology yeah. of what you do with your show and what we do with other things, it's not the same kind of mentality or purpose mm-hmm. for, you know, the, the doing uh, the kind of Marvel films requires a lot of technology and yeah. Yeah. making fabrics that work for the body that moves like that, you know. And yeah. that in itself is incredible. Uh, exactly. One, They're all there, uh, have their skills. You know, it's incredible yeah. what some of them do. I know. Uh, Judiana Makovsky was on the show last week, and she is very yeah. involved with the Marvel. And her process, oh, my God, it's quite yeah. something. It's really an yeah. engineering getting yeah. to those costumes and how to make a fabric look lighter when it's, you know, supposed yeah. to, you know, I mean, work like a lighter fabric, but look heavy and look stretchy or whatever. And she has to do all that as you do what you do for, it's so amazing. I mean, you delve right into the depth of it as does this woman. And it's a pleasure to hear what you have to say about it because it's really, um, something special it comes from a very important place yeah it's funny that even with designing something like the crown I thought that it was interesting to do because it was so different and my thought there was because everyone thinks they know this family um but it was really interesting to explore a we had to replicate what people did know but you know there's sort of obviously the coronation the wedding whatever the public appearances but then it was lovely to try and show the different characters behind that facade, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, because we see the the public private, and then we we actually had pretty free reign on the private private, yeah. and so I I found that what you could be incredibly creative within that. It was but it was fantastic to realise things like the wedding dress and the wedding ceremony and wow. the coronation. I mean, it was epic amounts of work to do on that and I had great assistants who I mean worked so hard to make it correct because people are so picky you know, oh, if, you, yeah. if you make a mistake yeah. they're all over you so we were really careful and we made I think we made a pretty good job of that but what I enjoyed doing were the private private moments you know um Princess Margaret and, and Townsend and then the Queen at treetops and you know trying to imagine what the relationships were like and how they dressed and how they reflected their moods in clothes, in their clothes, mm-hmm. cho- clothing choice. I thought that was fascinating. And I I would have stayed on the crown, except that Game of Thrones asked me to go back. And with Game of Thrones, I could actually work on other projects because it was so set with the crown, it moved forward each season. So it was like starting yes. again. And I didn't want to get into another long series after having been so long on Game right. of Thrones. You came back I'm to getting Game older. of Thrones. You left. And yeah, I went back April, six and April Ferry came in. Yes, so April Ferry. I just realised my battery's a little bit low. You might have to forgive me for okay. a second. I'm not sure if I can turn it on. We'll keep going and see. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure if it's charging, sadly. Don't know why it's not charging. I'm not really very good at this. I feel technology. Oh my god! I might have to move. You're you're changing your position. Yes, you are. I may have to because I don't think it's charging here. And your lighting has changed. (laughs) Okay. 
Yeah, everything will change in a minute because I, I'm not. Take your, it's okay. Just Take get it. comfortable. I please. shall move. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll be comfortable, but I'll try and move. Okay. See if it charges it doesn't seem to want to charge, which is very boring. Let me try one more time. I thought it was charging. I plugged it in. No, it doesn't want to charge. Hmm. No, it doesn't want to charge. I'm very sorry. Oh, actually, maybe one more thing I can try. This is very untechnical. I'm very sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it's just giving me more thoughts of what else I could ask you. <laughs> I want to know. I don't know why. Oh, it's starting now. Hurrah. Okay, okay. good. I'll sit here now instead. So, so you're <laughs> in your own studio right now? No, I'm at oh, home. Oh, you're at home. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have builders in, so I have... I have nowhere to really be. <laughs> so I, I'm in London for like three, four days a week, and then I, I work from home on Friday in my, uh, by the coast, on the coast. Okay, you, where, you live in London or you live on the coast? I live, I live in oh, both. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, I just sometimes it's nice just to get away from London a little bit. So I just put something here so I can lean it against something and then it won't. And how is your daughter interested in following in what you've created? No, uh, I mean, she is creative. She's amazingly creative, but she's actually a farm vet in New Zealand. She's a very long way away. Oh, my goodness. Sadly. But my partner's a New Zealander, so we tend to, we we spend a lot of time there as well. That's so interesting. That's incredible. It's fantastic. And now for the year... When you're going to embark upon this season again with all what's the pandemic, what is affecting you in the worst possible way to get your 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 show going again? Um, well, I'm, I've just started on the Nev. Well, no, I've been on the Nevers for about five or six months now. And then we went into hiatus in March and we started back two weeks ago. And so it's... It's quite different. There's a lot of um, medical stuff, you know, swabs and um, and temperature testing yeah. and masks. You have to wear masks all day. So it, and we haven't started filming yet. I think filming will be particularly difficult and interesting. I think it's going to be very slow. I think it's going to be, you know, I don't know quite how it's going to work. But for the moment, in we've gone back into um, prep after the hiatus. And so we'll have six weeks prep, and that's working okay. I mean, it's there's a lot of screens and things around, but it seems possible. The filming, I don't know so much, but it's quite an interesting show. It's I'm, it's sort of Victorian, but with other elements going what is on. This one, exactly. It's called the Never. The what? I'm sorry. The Nevers. The Nevers. Yes, it's a new HBO show, which um, I. I just start. I started on yeah for a couple. I was just going to do a few months on it, uh, but now obviously I'm going to stay on it for a little longer because we're. Well, yeah, it's just so strange in London at the moment. I'm sure it's strange oh, yeah. there as well. Oh yeah, that's why I I give you a lot of credit for you be able to pull off exactly what it is you want to do for your characters and for the show and. It's just going to be a horribly slow process. I wonder if they're going to just take more cameras into, you know, the expense is going to be pretty heavy. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I I just don't know how it's going to be actually. I, it, because that we're not allowed to have more than one department on set at any time working on. We're not allowed to have standbys. So uh, we have to set the costume, then the actor goes on to set in it. I, I mean, who knows? I don't even know if we're, we're allowed to have wardrobe trucks. Yeah. That's going... So, and yeah. cost- this is all... like you're, Being your back, you're going yeah. to be... Exper- um, I mean, you're my experiment. I'll be watching to see how, yeah. how are you going to do this. God. Well, in fact, in fact, that's why it's quite good. I'm going back on to show that we... We've already shot five episodes off, so we sort of have quite a lot in place. And it's so it's, and because we're into prep again, it's 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 interesting to learn the new protocols. It's interesting to learn how you deal yes, with them. Yes. Um, Is something are we ever uh, going to get used to this 
way of dealing with trying to make a film. Yeah. Yeah. And we're lucky. We have a vast workroom on this one. I mean, it's the biggest space I've ever had. And so we've managed to spread out. So, but there are so many workrooms, especially in UK um, studios, which just are never big enough for the films that go there. I mean, invariably I'm stuck in some back room with my dye department somewhere else and my something somewhere else. And, it, you know, they build, the, they build the stages, but they don't build the facilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I think on Secret Garden, I had, a, I had a room with no windows as a costume That's department. difficult. That's it's insane. Uh, Whereas this yeah, one, I yeah. say, is fantastic. It's the best space I've ever had. Without windows. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, this oh, has okay. windows. This, this has lots of windows and lots of space and air con- and everything we could want. So it's, it's a very good, yeah. Oh, there's my Kingsman poster. Oh, I just finished that. That looks fabulous. That yeah. really looks fabulous. You get really interesting I, characters. I mean, do you have any actors that you particularly think are, you know, wonderful human beings as well as what they're doing? I love Sophie, who plays Sansa on Game of Thrones. She's amazing. She was a really lovely girl. I knew her from when she was, I guess, eleven, until now she's, you know, married. And it's, I just always thought she was a Really lovely person, actually. Very beautiful person. And Lena Headey is lovely as well. There were some great people on Game of Thrones, and you get to know them over such a long period. Although I do always tend to keep, I always tend to keep myself and my private life and my life separate yeah. from work. I don't mix the two at all, really. I don't hang out with actors. Yeah. I, I, I maybe misguidedly thought that, you know, that's work, and then this is my life. And it very, very rarely crosses over, I have to say. I don't hang out with sort of um, actors. I like my partner and I like my friends and I, yeah. I just like to I have that, that protocol world. as well. I don't really get involved, especially when I'm on a project. I think it's a difficult situation to, uh, yeah. when they're so involved in who they're becoming or what they need to do. And uh, when they're really, really, you know, great actors and sure of themselves, we yeah. have no problem. It's the newbies yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. Yeah, yeah, finding their character, you, helping them, it's yeah. hard. And you can compromise your, your place or yourself if you cross the line, I think. I find, for me, it, I feel I, there's always a, a line. I don't hang out. I don't, you know, I, especially when you're filming, like you say. I mean, there are some actors I really love and, and I look forward to seeing them, but I, I never, ever hang out. <laughs> right. I have this, I, I agree with you. I think it's a difficult situation, especially you. You get to know them so well. You've been on a show so long, you know. Yeah. You know all the nooks and crannies of every little character and where you are and what you're shooting. And it's really... And it- it's, you know, sometimes you can love an actor and, and you know, over a period of time you realise, you know, you find out, being, you know, you, you can go off people sometimes. And that and it's great never to have got too close because then it never shows. You should mm-hmm. get, I think, you know, professionalism. No matter what you think of them or their behaviour, sometimes yeah. you should just... And, and it's, it's, it's easy to get drawn into it, but I try really hard not to. Yeah. And I think if you hang out, you lessen your lessen your ability to, I guess, I don't know, to to remove yourself from situation. I think it's just, yeah, remaining impartial is really important. Very important and very difficult, by the way, as you know, yeah. as well. Yeah. But um, it's just look at this, Kingsman. Who is that yeah. main uh, man? The guy on the. Uh, Poster. Does yeah, but it's probably Ray Fines. Doesn't even look like him anymore. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he was amazing in this. He was really. I mean, he's so. He did most of his own stunts, if not all of them. I pretty really? most of them. And he was fantastic. Yeah, God, I. He was really impressive. I have to say. When you were doing uh, stunts, you just made me realize something. I wanted to ask you because I know what I have to do. When I do an action film, I I need to have sometimes 17 of the same uh, just for the actor because it 
goes in sequence, you know, and yeah. we shoot out of sequence. So we have uh, to be ready for what it'll look yeah. like after it's a mess, you know. So, and then yeah. for the stunt guy, you have to have the same amount in the same way. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a whole other design aspect. That's all I can yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. You hate it when they shoot out a sequence and you have to try and imagine what the end, what, you shoot the end of the fight and you go, and then you have to try and right. Action is I that's my luck. I get the end of the fight all the time, and Me I too. get the macho guys. You know, it's it's a whole other thing. The action movies, uh, I get a thrill out of working with, uh, watching these guys become tough and who the character is. I enjoy that. I, I enjoy them really getting out of themselves. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. But, you know, do no one realizes what goes into these modern action movies. Oh, God, know? yeah. 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 And then Thanks. also when you're doing not a period piece, but a piece like I've done things where, let's say, I don't know, Pretty Woman, where you have a character, you know, developing through becoming uh who she really is or what her dreams are. And those kind yeah. of films, um, they're difficult too because you don't want to be on the nose of what's happening in fashion when you're doing exactly. a modern film. So you exactly. have to think outside of that box. And you say, well, this will come out maybe a year, could be even longer. If I yeah. buy that right now, we're done. You know, yeah. it's just going to be terrible. So yeah, we create, yeah. you know, and it's not like doing Game of Thrones or the Kingsman, but it's hard in its own way because Gosh, yeah. of fashion. Mm. Oh, everyone shops. <laughs> so everyone thing is uncontemporary as well. Everyone thinks they know what they should wear. Exactly. And that is very difficult, especially, you know, when I was doing certain films, it was difficult for me because they wanted something else. They didn't want the actress to, because it's it's modern. They have a say. Yeah. They know. You know, it's uh, our qualifications. You know, we have to become uh, therapists and everything else. You know, Whatever. for the actor and for the studio. You know. Whoever we're dealing with, yeah, it's quite something. No one knows no. that side of the costume at all. They just think they just think we literally get costumes and put them on. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's, so, like you say, there's so much more to it, and you are often the conduit between the director and the actor, and it's trying to juggle and trying to work out how to explain to the actor what the director wants because he's not talking. I mean, it's yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, uh, I want to follow this, you around one day. I yeah. I want to come out there and follow you. I want to see what your day is. It's amazing. You are such a talent, honestly. Thank you. I tell you the other thing that I find really funny is we mentioned stunts, and you probably have this too. But we often have actors for a period movie that turn up and for the first time you meet them and we measure them and they're the perfect shape. They're, they're long, narrow arms and and then the, and they have stunts and then the stunt people get hold of them and they start developing this really modern shape, which is so wrong for period. Yeah. And over that prep time, they will evolve into a completely different shape. And no matter what I say, it's like, please, it's so wrong for the period for them to look like this. They say, yeah, but they have to do the stunts. It's like, but it, I mean, and I battle yeah. all the time. Big shoulders, there's a big muscles from here to here, and then they stick out here. It's they don't go into sort of period suits, I and mean, we're making them, but the, the silhouette is so wrong. Yeah. But you must have contemporary films as well, where you're making costume, designing costume, and the actor changes with the stuff, you know, as he trains. I think it's really hard sometimes. Oh God, yeah, they build up and they're very serious yeah. about their bodies, and all of a sudden it's more interesting for them to have something. They get more interested in how they look, even when they're yeah. a mess, because yeah. they're training and they're proud of their bodies now they're coming into. I show it. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's pretty. I love talking to you. I really, I'm coming to visit. I don't know when, okay. and I'm going to find you. And I'm bringing my granddaughter, Madison, because I yeah. know she would love to meet you. How old is your daughter? She's 35. Oh, okay. Madison's quite younger, but I thought maybe. Is yeah, she so. following what you are are doing now? Is is she going to? Yeah. Actually, when she was 16, she made skirts for Ab Fab. I really thought oh. she might go in that direction for the show. And she was really, she was always really amazing and into costume. And then she just decided to become a vet. A vet? That, yeah. Oh, my God. I'll bring so, my dog as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring her. But uh, hmm. it's such a pleasure just, you know, talking to you. I'm so honored that you want to talk about everything that you do because you are a very special person. And an incredible designer. Well, thank you yes. so much. And I hope I made a new friend. I really yes. do. We must keep in touch. Yes, we will. <laughs> definitely. And, okay. Um, is there anything that you want to ask? Or any, is there anything you want to know or ask? How can we find you? Yeah. And where do we find you? How do we find you? Social media. How do you mean how do you find Social me? Social media? Oh, yeah. Instagram, whatever. Yeah, Instagram's probably the best. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank and I want to thank Rag Vans, who's our sponsor, and Eddie yes. Marks, who's making this all possible for us to be talking to each other like this. Thank you, Rag Van Rentals. <laughs> I'm sorry about my running out of battery this end. Very unprofessional. Oh, please. <laughs> we're, we're so professional most of the time. We're entitled to be unprofessional at times, you know? We, so we, yeah, yeah. But if you come to LA or even New York, I'll meet you. Please. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have a visit somehow. Yeah. Or I'll get yeah. out there. Who knows, you know? Yeah, well, let's see when the pl planes start flying again. Oh, boy. I f keep forgetting about what we're dealing with, and it's it's real. But the best of luck to you, and thank you okay. so much. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>